0: Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osborne, a biblical church centered on Christ. So, the emphasis actually this evening is not about the guy who got healed. It's a good thing to know that uh, Peter and John, they prayed, and uh, this guy in the name of Jesus and this cripple, this guy who was brought from bed, actually got healed. The emphasis that I want us as believers to put our finger on this evening is what I'm going to title this message, and that's going to be from verse 6. Verse 6 says that, then Peter said, silver and gold have I known, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. And work. So our our title this evening, or the topic of this message this evening, is "Such as I have, I give thee." Such as I have, I give thee. Um, after the Pentacles, after it, there was a lot of miracles that was actually going on, and uh, the author of this book, Doctor Luke, he used this as he he. he he picked this one and he gave an elaboration of how Peter and John, who were actually being filled and burning with the desire and passion for the advancement of God's kingdom, they came contact with a cripple who actually was born from birth. And as they were going to that temple, this guy was sitting right there begging for money. And when Peter and John, they came and they saw this guy, they used the name of Jesus Christ and they command this guy to be healed and he reached out and grabbed him. So our emphasis, my emphasis this evening and I want to challenge us is what do you have? Such that I have, give I thee. What do you have? You know, as God's children, God does not just call us to be bench warmers. Paul talks about the distribution of spiritual gift in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and even goes all to chapter 14. It is my belief and conviction that every declared believer, there is a deposit. From the time that you receive Christ, you confess Christ, there is something, there is a spiritual gift that God has given you. And when God gives us the spiritual gift, is For the advancement of his kingdom, one way or the other. And that is why Paul actually declared, he says, some, they have the gift of prophecy. Some in speaking in tongues, some in teaching, some in preaching, some in prayer. There are some people who are very good at encouragement. There are some they can give. They know how to give even financially. And you have all these different gifts in the body of Christ. God actually distributed all these gifts so that we as individuals, if we utilize our own single gift that has been given to us by the God Spirit to utilize it for the kingdom of God. And that is what we actually see here that Peter and John, they were given with that gift, not only of preaching, but they had the gift also of healing. But it has to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, what I would like us to also do is to break down this verse, this section from verse to verse. And we're going to begin from verse 3. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Some translations say the, th- the third hour. But what is important here is that during this time, the visitation of the temple used to be like two times a day. There was one that was for sacrifice and there was one that was for prayer. So Peter actually and John, they were in one of those, like in the evening, in the the second session, they were going into that temple to go and pray. And now verse 2 says that a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. There is something here that I want to point out about this man. The first thing we are told is that from birth, he was born lame. He could not walk. Now, what we do not hear is that this man, his 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 handicap was not because he committed sin. Before we start to jump and point onto him, no, we are not told what this guy did. We know that he. What the Bible says he was born from birth. He was lame. He could not walk. And then, secondly, what we don't also know about this guy, his name is not mentioned in here. Where he came from is not mentioned. Who the parents were is not mentioned. How old, his age, it was not mentioned. But the most important thing that actually was mentioned, which should be our concern, was his need. This guy was a cripple. He could not walk. And this guy, from birth, every time it's like they will carry him in the morning and take him to that temple gate. And his his location was very, very strategic. And I, I will share this to say that. If we look at all those who are panhandlers, where do they go to? They either stand around the intersection, right? Around the intersection, where when the lights come and all those, those vehicles they are just at the stoplight. That is where, because they know that it is strategic. The cars will come and stand there, and they'll look at him. So this guy, his location was very, very strategic. He knows that people come to that temple all the time. And he was very sure that every time when he goes there, at least he will have some, somebody will offer him something that he, that was How he earned his living. He would just go there. They would carry him because he could not walk. They would carry him and go there and leave him there. And then he would stay there till how long? Whenever he stays there, he was begging. And that is how he was earning his living. Again, I just want us to know that with this guy, we are not told who his name was. We are not told from what background he came from. All we are being shown is his needs. And I use this to say that, listen, believers, there are a lot of people out there who have various needs. There are so many people who are suffering. There are so many people out there that they even just need somebody to sit with them and just listen to them. There is a need. There are people out there who have so many problems. They just need people who are the light to come and shine some light on them. Why I say this is because, listen, as children of God, we don't have any right to pick and choose the person that we need to minister to, because this person has this different background. That is why the Scripture did not tell us where this guy came from. It just showed us the need as Christians. What we're supposed to see on people or in people is to identify with their need, not to identify from where they came from, not from identify from or not to identify where they live or what they have done or how old they are or why can they not work. Let us just see the need, identify with the need, and use what God has blessed us with and minister unto them. This guy, it was not because of his sins that he could not walk. But that is how he was born. And then let's go further. Verse 3 says that, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asks and armed. So he was a beggar. He was like a panhandler, that anybody that he sees come, he would just beg. And that is his profession. He's been doing that, and that was the only way that he could earn his living, just begging. So he, when he saw he was sitting at that, the gate of that, uh, at the entrance of that temple, he turned and looked at Peter and John, who were, who were about to enter into the temple. And then he looked at them, and he begged for alms. Some translations say he's begged for money. And verse 4 says, And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. There is something important about this that I want us to share. When Peter was about to enter, this guy was sitting right there. He was begging. So, but Peter turned and John, and look at this guy. They fastened their eyes and they, they make that connection with the guy. So, there is something that was in Peter and John. They had something within them, and then they see that this guy actually has a need. What they have, this guy actually needed. Now, this guy was thinking that they were going to give him money. When they said, look at us, look at us, this guy, I think he thought that they were going to give him money. And even as even verse 5 says, it says, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Of course, I will also feel that way, that if I'm a beggar sitting somewhere and somebody come and look, I say, hey, I will think that this person is calling my attention because he or she wants to offer something to me. That is just a general rule that you have to, first of all, get that engaged, that connection. But the story was not so. When Peter and John turn and look at this guy, Peter and John, they had something in them. They had a deposit in them. And that is a gift that God has instilled in them. Listen, all of us all here, like I said before, we do have a particular gift that God has given us. The needs are outside. The field is ripe we need to go out and identify with the people who need what God has entailed in us. If you are that person who who knows how to pray for other people. That is a gift that God has given you. If you are that one who needs to encourage, who knows how to encourage, that is a gift that God has given you. If you are the one who knows how to open the word of God and read and bring hope to people, that is what God has given you. If you are the one who has money, who has a heart, sorry, heart for people and you have that gift of giving, that is a gift that God has given you. So therefore, do not use what God has given you and sit with it and expect that those people will come and meet you. Remember, Peter and John, they were going to the temple. And on their way, they met this guy. They were not sitting in their house with this guy to come and meet them. So God has given us all the the distribution of that spiritual gift is for us. As we go and identify with people who who need them, we should minister to them. Amen? We should minister to them. Because God has given us that gift for us to use it for the body of Christ. To use it for those who don't know him. To to bring hope to those who don't know him. And of course, let's go now to verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. This guy actually was expecting money from Peter and John. And they told him that, listen, I know your problem. You're thinking that you are here to beg for money, but uh, we don't have that money. There is something that the money you even need cannot buy, and that is actually what you need. As a matter of fact, that is true. It's a true statement because there are so many needs. People, the, the needs of people must not be only money. There are things that are more important than money. The first thing is the gift of salvation. Money cannot buy. The prayer we give to somebody, money cannot buy. The encouragement we give to somebody, money cannot buy. Money actually, is, though it is good, but money should be the last. The spiritual things should come first. That is what people need in their life. They need the spiritual aspect. They need Jesus Christ. They need to get connected with God, their creator. This guy thought he needed money. Yes, of course, money has been helping him. But at that time, Peter and John, they identified, they looked at the guy, and they knew they could diagnose that this guy... They don't have money to give to that guy. But what they have, that's what they were going to give him. He says, silver and gold had I known. You are looking for money. I don't have any silver to give you. I don't have any gold to give you. But what we have, that is what we are going to give you. And he goes on, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. This guy was a cripple who could not walk from birth. So Peter and John, when they looked at him, they know that his problem was not money. This had number one problem for him was he needed to walk. And that is why they asked him to get up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And when you go to verse 7, you see that not only did they ask him to walk, but also Peter reached out and grabbed his hand and hold and held this guy. And this is somebody that from bed he could not walk. He could not stand. This somebody had been sitting all the way through. And at this point, when they mentioned, at the mention of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they reached out and grabbed this guy, and this guy stood. The legs that they could not stand, they could not support him. This guy was able to stand. And he did not believe his eyes. This guy, I I can imagine how this thing was, he played out. I can imagine him standing, trying to stagger, with staggering legs. And then all of a sudden, he found, found support. Then out of a sudden, he found balance. Out of a sudden, he can be by himself. And that is why in the, you see in the, in the next verse how this guy celebrated. Now listen, God has given us this gift. Yours must not be the gift of healing. Yours must not be the gift of preaching. Yours must not be the gift of teaching. But if you look well and look well in you, there is something that the Holy Spirit has made a deposit in you, that you use it, for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Are we using that? Are we honest? Do you actually use, are we using the gift that God has given us? This is very, very serious. Like I, start, I said earlier, God has not called us to be bench warmers. God, anybody that God calls, he assigns you with, in a vineyard where you work for him. No Christian is, uh, uh, all of us, all of us, we have something to do. If you don't know your own gift, please pray that God should reveal his gift for your life so that you utilize that and you serve him. And the thing is, it it is correct for me to also say, there is a lot of confusion. Some people, because they they have not identified their own gift, that is why they don't serve God with fulfillment. You, sa- you find somebody who does not have the gift of singing and they are struggling to sing and you see that it's not going anywhere. You find somebody who doesn't know how to teach. They are struggling. It's not being fulfilled. But if you identify what God has given you, that this is your own gift, you will do it with joy. You, that will be your burden. If, 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 if you, you have the gift of evangelism, then you will have that burden for lost souls. If you have the gift for those who are suffering, then you have that burden to reach out, to go out the community and help those who are suffering. Folks, we need to pray and ask God to really make to us known our gift so that we utilize it in a way that will glorify him. Look at Peter and John. They had that gift of healing within them. They had the gift. That is why when they saw that guy, it quickly connected. They know that, no, he does not need money. What he actually needed right at this point was healing. And because they had that burden in them, and that was why, and the faith in the Lord, and that was why there was fulfillment. Because, first of all, they could identify the need, and that was the burden that they had. That was the burden that they had. They wanted, they wanted to see that guy healed. They had a the gift, and they identified with somebody who actually is in need of the gift that they had. And that's why they applied faith and said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And it did happen for the glory of God. Amen? So my prayer is for us to pray. Listen, like I said, you must not be like, you must not have that, that, that gift of healing. But there is something that you do have. There, if you have not yet known your own gift, please pray. There is nobody who is empty because I know for sure, as the Bible says, Paul says in Corinthians the distribution of gifts by the Holy Spirit. Every child of God, you do have a gift. So pray that God should open up your eyes to identify with your gifts so that you'll be able to serve God in a way that you yourself, it will not be like a burden. You will do it with that passion. You will do it, uh, it will not be like you're being forced. You, do, you have the burden and you will do it passionately for the Lord. And let's go to verse 8. Verse 8 says that, Well, verse 7 says, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And verse 8, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Silver and gold had I known, but such that I have given thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And walking and lifting and praising God. And walking and lifting and praising God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Peter and John did not use their own wisdom. They did not use their own knowledge. They did not use their own power. They looked at that guy with the authority in them and they said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right up from that, rise up and walk. Folks, we need faith. We need faith. Now, when we read the Bible, when it says, this is not a story. This is something that actually, this is a report of something that actually happened. And I do believe that the same God who acted during this time of Peter and John, he has not changed. He's the same God we are saving right now. And he will be the same God that will save forever and forever until Jesus comes back. So, why I'm saying this is that, folks, listen. It's about time we believe that God's miracle power has not yet ended. It's about time we believe that, yes, God can use you to bring a transformation in your family. Yes, God can use you to bring a transformation among your, in your neighborhood. God can use you to bring a transformation at your job site. God can use you and bring a transformation to that stubborn brother or sister who has been refusing to surrender to the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk. Amen? That is the word of God. And that is the power of God. When we put faith, the power of God is is released and things happen. For the glory of God. We need to apply faith. What is happening with us Christians today? We need to apply faith and trust the God that we serve. That if it is his will, he is going to do it to glorify his name, but it has to be in the name of Jesus Christ and not on our own, not on our own uh, 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 context. We need to prescribe in the name of Jesus Christ. And let's see what verse 9 says. Verse 9 says, I love this verse 9. It says, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Listen, this guy, when he got his healing, he did not run back home. When he got his healing, he did not go back and whatever he wanted. We are told that he followed Peter and John into the temple. And not only so, people who actually know him, they knew that this guy was born lame. He was born crippled. They know that he could not walk. And so something has changed. Something has changed in the life of this guy. Now he, he has gained healing. He has had his healing and he could walk now. And what did he do? He went now to praise the Lord. And with this, so many people, they saw this guy, they say, wait a minute. Is that, not, is that not that Joe who used to hang around, who could not walk? What has happened to this guy? And that is how when God does something, he does it so that his name should be glorified. These are people, this guy, is not a hidden thing. So it was done openly and the people who knew him, they look at this guy, ah, what is happening? What has happened to you? And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And verse 10 says, And they knew that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Glory be unto the Lord God Almighty. Amen. God has done it. God can still do it today. Amen. Amen. He has not changed. He has not finished in the business of healing yet. He said, I am that I, I changed not. God has not, He has not changed. He can still do it. And I believe that living here today, you will be touched to know that God can still use you to bring transformation in your family. God can still use you to bring transformation in our church. God can still use you to bring transformation in our community. One thing I know, as, as, as uh, the Bible says, is that one thing that God honors most is his word. And the Bible says his word is here and amen. His word is here and amen. We need to apply faith as children of God. Listen, we have God's spirit in us. We have God's spirit in us. So anytime we connect with God, he does not see our filthiness. He sees his spirit connected who is it, or bring that connection and for what Christ has done. So let's use faith as we serve God. And his name is going to be glorified, just like it was done here. Now there are some lessons that I want us to learn, pick out from this text. Four things. And after that, we'll we'll, we'll wrap up. The first thing that I want us to see is that in this context, in this text, appropriate use of spiritual gift to edify the church was observed. So Peter and John, actually, they used their spiritual gift appropriately and it brought glory unto the Lord because as we see at the end, at the tail end of this section, it says that people who knew him, they saw what has happened. And so this, they, they used this, Peter and, and, and John, I said, they utilized this now, they utilized their spiritual gift to edify the church. And I said the, the, the appropriate use of spiritual gifts. You know, some people, Unfortunately, they use their spiritual gift to sell themselves, to become famous, to make name, to make money, to, for relevance, for greatness, and you name it. Now, listen, God will never share his glory with anyone. He will never. And you see, so many of us Christians, sometimes when we identify that God is using us, God is using us, and, 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 and we are becoming popular, you know what happened? We tend to have big head. It's all about you. Right and now, you we try to pull all the crowd and everything attention towards us, and forget to know that God, who actually gave us that gift, for for what? That His name should be glorified. And before we you know it, that's why we see today there, is, there could be somebody who rise up so powerful in the Lord, honestly. And after some time, they crash because you know what? We cannot share in God's glory. God will never let that happen. So Peter and John, they utilize their spiritual gift appropriately for the body of Christ. As we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 12, it says, Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may exalt to the edifying of the church. Not to pull fame for yourself, but everything that you do is for the edifying of the church. Then the second point, you cannot give out or use what you do not have. You cannot give or use what you don't have. That's why I said and I insist, if you don't yet know your spiritual gift, if you don't know what your spiritual gift is, ask the Lord. He will open your eye. He's faithful. He will open your eye for you to understand your spiritual gift. In Acts chapter 3 verse 6, Peter said, Peter identified. They looked at that guy and they knew that this guy actually did not need money. He needed healing. He could not walk. And uh, they had a gift, the spiritual gift of healing. And that's why it says that silver and gold are unknown, but such that I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So you cannot give out or use what you do not have. Please, if you don't know your spiritual gift, ask, God will reveal it to you. Then the, ter- the third point is, in this text, we see that the burden nest in the heart was revealed the burden that was nursed in the hearts of Peter and John actually was revealed. And what is your burden? When you have a burden and passion for lost souls and pray that God should use you in that light, if that is your burden, it will be revealed. There is no way you will have peace anytime time when you see an unbeliever. If, your burden, if you nurse that burden where you want to see people saved, anytime you come across an unsaved person, you will not feel easy because that is a burden you are nursing. That is a passion. That is a gift that you have. You, you are nursing this burden because you want to see people saved. In Acts chapter 3, verse 4, it says, And Peter, fastening up his eyes, or fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look unto us. He said, Look unto us. They have that burden. Now, look unto us. Okay? Get your mind focused here. There is something that I want to give to you, which you need more than what you think you need. Anytime we set our hearts, identify any aspect of service for the Lord, and and you know for sure that this is your burden and this is your passion, God will bless you in that aspect. God will bless you. God will tremendously bless you so that you will do that service for his kingdom. You will will do it, that, that bidding, you will do it for his kingdom and his name will be glorified at the end. So what are the burdens do we nurse in our hearts? What kind of burden do you nurse in your heart? Do we nurse gossiping? Do we nurse hatred? Do we nurse backbiting? Is that the burden to nurse? We need to nurse the burden of love. The burden to see that people get saved. The burden to see, to bring encouragement. The burden to, to stand beside a brother and sister and pray for them, carry them up in prayers. Those are the kind of burdens that we need to nurse in our hearts. So that anytime we we meet a need, we already conceive burden in us, then we're able to act accordingly. And lastly, verse 4, this is challenging, more challenging. As believers, we should be known by our fruits. And I want to tie this with what I said earlier. There is no believer that God will call you, will sit without doing something because we are there... To serve the Lord, to advance God's kingdom. And people want to see that truly you say you are a believer, you say you are a Christian. They want to see your fruits. And John chapter 15, John Jesus said in John chapter 15, he says that I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. There is something about abiding here. In that verse, say, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, you bear much fruit. So what, let's look at the opposite side. So that means that if, he, if I don't have him in me and I don't abide in him, it therefore means that I will be flat, right? Everything that I do will be fruitless. But we want to serve God. We want to be known not only by our testimony, but also... Let our fruits, the things that we do for the Lord, let it also show. Peter and John here, what they did to that guy was not in hiding. That was a fruit that was bought by what they did. And I want to think that in this community, people came to know the God that Peter and John served because something happened that is a fruit we are talking about. When you talk, when you win somebody for Christ, that is a fruit. When you are a peacemaker in the family and try to bring peace, that is a fruit right there. Believers, we want to be known by our fruit, Not just being a believer, we want to see the works. That people will see and know that, child, this guy, no, this guy truly, you are a child of God. Our job are they want to see for sure that you are living and practicing what you say you are. That is a fruit, and all those fruit actually is revealing that you are, is giving glory unto the Lord. What do you have in you? Such that I have, or such as I have, give I day. There is somebody out there, it might be your neighbor, it might be your colleague, it might be a member of the family. They are waiting on you. What do you have? what the Holy Spirit has really instilled in you, what the Holy Spirit has has deposited in you, they need it. We need to go out there and give them. Because we are the light. We ought to shine as such. So that those who don't know Christ, they'll see that light in us and they'll recognize the God that we serve. Just like Peter and John, they did to that that cripple and he was attached. He was quickly connected because that is not something he could have waited. He said, and walking. And was leaping and praising God. My prayer this evening is we get, we identify, pray that God should open our eyes spiritually to know what your gift, what gift the Holy Spirit has given you, so that you'll be able to also utilize that and meet the needs of those who don't know the Lord. Can we stand on our feet and pray? I want to give this invitation if you are in this room tonight and you don't know you cannot identify what your gift is. You can come and let's pray. We'll join you in prayers so that God should help you identify your gift so that you serve God and be fulfilled. Is there anybody? Or you have this gift but you've never used it. You fear fear is just, just, being bombarded with fear, or you just you don't know how to use it. We can also we can still pray also for you. You can come forward and let's pray. And lastly, someone who wants to make Jesus our savior, our Lord and Savior, if you've never done so before, I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. Is there anybody? Oh God, our Father. We know that nothing just happens or take you by surprise. Nothing just happened by coincidence. We know that, God, long, long before you had planned that this day is going to be what it is. And this word will be brought to your own people. Father, we pray you bless your word. Oh, God, help us to utilize the gift that you have given us, Lord, through your spirit to be a blessing. First of all, to the community of believers and then also to those who don't know you. There are so many poor out there. They have so many problems. Some, they are just almost to the point of explosion because they don't know who will listen to them and who will give them a way out. I pray that God, will you direct us in that light. That we will be able to be a blessing to somebody out there for your own glory. We ask that God, you will take us home back safely tonight. You bless our week, even as we continue to pray for our revival. You will do your wonders, oh God, through Run Hill. Thank you so much for this evening, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.